today uh, with all that's going on in the world. Thankfully, the Biden administration has announced the first ever national gender strategy. Uh, also, the Washington Post says parents do not have a right to uh, have a say in their children's curriculum. I have a feeling, just a feeling, that the two gentlemen at our table will have something to say about this. Uh, we've got a lot more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by my two favorites, I think your two favorites as well, Blaze TV contributors, Yaku Buyans, host of the Yaku Buyans show, uh, and also Eric July, host of For Canon's Sake, uh, also known as Young Rippa 59 on the interwebs. Yep. So, You're my two favorites. Oh my gosh, nice. thanks. thanks. Well, I mean, really, the audience raves about you guys, and it's funny because whenever one of you is gone for like several days at a time, uh, which is just like, you guys are contributors, which is great, but this is not your only job. Right. You're gone for like maybe two days, and they're like, where's Yaku? Where's Eric? Where are they? Why aren't they on? <laughs> okay, I'm, I promise I have them on as often as possible. It's humbling. Calm down. We're happy to be here. Yes, yeah, yeah. we're happy to have you. Uh, and it's, I think it's a good day for you guys to be here. Not that every day isn't a good day for you guys to be here. So uh, the Biden administration, you know, amidst all of this, all of the chaos uh, going on in the country right now, we have inflation happening. We have uh, the pandemic that is still going on, of course, because everyone hasn't gotten their 10 millionth booster. And as soon as you get your 10 millionth booster, you will eradicate COVID, so they say. But uh, as all of these things are going on, the Biden administration is focusing on something way more important, which is uh, a national gender strategy. So Kamala Harris tweeted out, President Biden and I released the first ever national gender strategy. This is our vision for the future of our nation, one that is bold in strategy and one that this moment uh, calls for, this plan calls for. You may be wondering, well, what, what is this bold strategy? Uh, so it is, they want cemented abortion rights, of course, because uh, nothing says national gender strategy, gender equality, like being able, well, I mean, I guess they're, they're asking to kill both genders equally. So maybe that's what they mean by all of that. But uh, a push for more women in the U.S. military, no thank you. And uh, closing the gender wage gap, although there is no evidence that the gender wage gap is due to some sort of, you know, uh, equal input, not equal output. That's right. But hey, what do I know? Uh, so these are just some of the things that they are talking about. They want national paid family leave, um, you know, affordable quality health care, uh, which, as I said, they mean abortion. But they always want to, to say that it is health care for women. They want health care, affordable health care. Really, they just want to be able to kill their babies for free, if we can be honest with you. Uh, help achieve global equality for women. At least finally, they're talking about global equality, although I, I haven't ever seen the Biden administration nor Democrats in general uh, call out the countries that need calling out uh, when it comes to women's equality, when it comes to uh, certain countries that are still like 
throwing gay people off of buildings. Typically, we don't uh, try to achieve global equality. We typically will just like partner up with them in some UN council. Um, so maybe that maybe that will finally uh, help achieve some actual global equality. I will say they also say uh, Yaku. They also say promote reform of laws in other countries that discriminate against women and combat human trafficking. I'd love to get your uh, your comments on whether or not that will actually happen. What do you Listen, think? you just in like two minutes or whatever was destroyed the Biden <laughs> administration single handedly. To be fair, it's not hard. And you just killed the five on Fox who's lame <laughs> me. I just sitting here going, keep going, keep going. They're not going to do nothing about human trafficking. But this is this what they've always done. Clinton did it. Obama did it. Oh, we're going to fight human trafficking in these other countries. But we're going to traffic kids mm. on our border. I was on the border last week. Oh, we're going to have kids sexually exploited in our classrooms. But we got no problem here. We're going to do it in other countries. Look, uh, it's, isn't it ironic that from the same camp, the group, the school of thought that goes, oh, there's no male and female. Oh, you can't say man and women in Congress. But we need women's rights, Eric. We need women's equality. We need need pay. All of a sudden, now there's women. Now you're a woman. I thought there's no gender. I thought tomorrow you could be a dolphin. I thought you could just do whatever you want. Now all of a sudden, is that? Oh, and by the way, can we just for the record say that over 60% of the babies killed in the womb are girls. Mm. And over 50% of those girls are black girls. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, Mm -hmm. hey, we want to kill black girls. You need to let us do that. Okay, but we're for their rights. We promise you. But we're not for the rights of the kid that's being sex trafficked in our country because that doesn't happen over here because his son's doing it. Okay, now we got to go to kids in the other countries. Like, what is it? Are there men? Are there women? Are there not? That's a that is that's a great point. This this whole thing has become very confusing if you take the word uh, that they used like literally last week. Yep. Eric, it was International Pronouns Day, right? And now, oh, yeah, that's right. And now, and it's like Take they, them, yeah. I can't keep up with all of these things. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, we're back to men versus women. Look, this is just yet another example of how idiotic, sort of uh, these radical, egalitarian nonsense that these guys uh, put out there to act as if individuals aren't individuals, to act as if there's no differences between uh, uh, men and women, except when they can try to point to some sort of, um, I don't know. <laughs> fuzzy up numbers that they make up really on the dot to say that there's some sort of inequality that exists because there's some bad thing actually happening when it's not. And it's funny they mentioned particularly the military. I don't know if they're going to talk about women being drafted or what that what that actually entails uh, there. That's going to be very interesting. But when you consider what a lot of people, especially conservatives, think of what the military actually is, um, (laughs) that doesn't seem rather conducive. But to be fair, that's representative of really everything it is that they talk about on this subject matter, mm-hmm. where nothing's about merit and everything's mm-hmm. about what box can be checked and trying to conjure up some weird narrative or conjure up some weird situation in which exists equal representation among all uh, individuals proportionate and sometimes it's not even proportionate to whatever the demographic is or representation is regarding the United States population. That is an impossible thing and I need people to understand that. So anybody that leads with that is talking out of their uh, behind. It's like the great Thomas Sowell once said, the same man isn't equal to himself on different days. So you can't look at some like disparity that exists 
um, and saying, well, there means that that there's some sort of wrongdoing. Not to say that there may not be, but to say you can't point to a disparity alone because some are naturally and uh, voluntarily arrived. And to them, that is not a thing. So they go issue to issue. Doesn't matter what it yeah. is. Contradicting mm-hmm. the Yeah, other it doesn't issue. matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go yeah. Issue, issue to issue. It, they can be a hypocrite in the same sentence. It doesn't matter. But they go issue to issue because they know that there's a bunch of stupid American people that fall for this nonsense that say, well, there's a, some sort of disparity that exists. Therefore, there must be a wrongdoing. And here comes the government to come mm-hmm. save you. And usually, as as it always is, it's just an excuse to steal money from Ready people money. Yeah. And, and then line up the pockets of their folks and to throw money money at some given ridiculous, I don't know, like program or something of a bunch of academics with fake jobs. So they get lined up to feel like they're useful. It's just money laundering. It's all it is. Yeah. And it is very frustrating as a woman uh, specifically to keep hearing about the gender wage gap. And, you know, they don't want to take into account that women uh, generally speaking, are the ones who take more time off for the children. And we've got doctor's appointments to take them to, and we've got to go pick them up from school. And when they're sick, we have to stay home. And, you know, I mean, we are not putting in, generally speaking, the same work as men. I'm a mom. I know this. The difference is that I'm not only willing to admit it, I'm, I want to embrace it because I am the mother. Of course I'm going to take more time yeah. for my kids. Of course I'm going to be the one to handle all of that stuff. I'm their mother. That's what my primary role is. I find it very sad that all of these feminists, all of these uh, women's rights activists want to toss that part of the equation aside as if the kids are not you know, uh, m- more important than the pay that you get from uh, from the job. I, I, wa- I want to get your thoughts, Yaku. I, I know you look like you have something to say here, but I also want to throw in yeah, something please, else yeah, into yeah, this because yeah. the same thing that, that we were talking about here, you know, Eric, you're talking about uh, there is there is always going to be disparity, but what is the root cause of it? Is it always because of some sort of discrimination? No. Well, the Biden administration seems to disagree with you because that's what they're doing at all points in time now is just appointing people to find out why we have disparity, to combat disparity, to make sure because it must be because of sexism and racism and homophobia and transphobia and all of these other things. So now uh, there's a, a woman by the name. I'm sorry. I just said woman, a woman by the name of Janice Bowdler, who will now serve uh, under Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Who belongs will in now prison, s- by the way. Will yeah. now She's serve. She works for criminals. As uh, the Treasury Department's first counselor for racial equity. So this this is yes, exactly. So Secretary Yellen said, I've appointed Janice Bowdler to serve as Treasury's first counselor for racial equity, charged with coordinating Treasury's efforts to advance racial equity, including identifying and mitigating barriers to accessing benefits and opportunities with the department. Guys, the civil rights movement was a long time ago. (laughs) I, I can't think of one thing that one race has access to that another race does not have access to. There are very specific laws prohibiting that. And still, here we are, the first counselor for racial equity, not like in a private business, not, you know, in some local town where they've gone bonkers, the Treasury Department of the United States of America. Guys. In South Africa, this exact position under a different title was created the minute before oh affirmative action came in. And I said it months ago. Watch. It's coming. And it's coming from State Department. They're going to pick players, winners and losers. 
I want to say that, number one. And I want to get back to something you said earlier. Yeah. The same administration that's now telling you they're going to stand up for women's rights is the administration that sends a billion dollars to the Taliban who abuse women left, right, and center, who marry off their eight-year-old children, who has, you know, sexual relations with kids at 8, 10, 12. The hypocrisy is so insane. You're right. You're calling it so, so accurately. It is issue by issue, uh, as if it's a brand new day, it's a yep. single issue. Yep. So we're a single issue nation today, <laughs> and we can say whatever we want, right? Mm-hmm. They don't care about women one lick. And by the way, Jordan Peterson has an incredible uh, program that he does on this, this mm-hmm. supposed pay gap, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We actually go hour to hour, right? There's no gap, right? The toughest job on earth is the job of being a mother. Yes, and when there's a mother sitting at the table, also working, mm-hmm. also running a business, that is like in, insanely awesome and yeah. impressive, right? But there's no gap. There's no glass ceiling. No, we ju- we've just signed up to do the uh, most important job in the world that happens to you don't, you don't get paid for. Yeah. Right. And that's just part of the deal. Uh, you know, I, if I got paid for all of the work that I did as a mother, I would be so rich. I would not even be working here right yeah, now. Billions and billions yes, of dollars. Billions of dollars. Uh, so, Eric, I, I, I want to get your thoughts on this specifically. So I actually I just thought of this as we were as we were talking. Yaku was talking and I just looked up a picture of Janice Bowdler um, because I, I just just wanted to see what she looked like because yeah. um, she she did say in a statement, I have spent my entire career working in solidarity with black uh, Lat- Latinx, AAPI, native communities and other communities of color to dismantle the structural and institutional racism that perpetuates the racial wealth divide. Now, I don't want to presume, but I I don't think that she is black or nope. uh, um, that ain't no black Lati- woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if that's her, if that's Lati- her. Lati- Latinx, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever we're saying. She's I would, ju- yeah. I mean, again, I don't look. I'm, I get called a white passing Hispanic all the time. Virtue signaling. But I'm just saying, if they really, not saying it's right, but if they really cared about this kind of stuff, why is it always coming from old white people? Look, this. This, I mean, it's funny that they talk about this among their own as if they have to exist. Yeah. I don't think people understand. Janet Yellen is arguably one of the most criminal people or works for one of the more criminal sides of, uh, of this institution that we look at when it comes to the United States government and her working in combat. Really, the Treasury as well as the Federal Reserve are crooks, right? They, they, if you wonder why, you talk about inflation and you talk about all these other issues, that's, that fort is being rather manned by both Treasury and the Federal, uh, the Federal Reserve. You know, where Ron Paul said in the Fed, which is what I'm, of course, pushing for, is if they don't need to exist. So it's weird to see a bunch of criminals speak among themselves as if they have to be there and they say, hey, look at us. We're adding some person to be a part of our department so we can figure out what type of uh, uh, weird stuff is going on. We're, like, we're here yeah, to help. We're yeah, here to help like, minorities. Right, if you're here to help, get the hell out of the way. Quit. <laughs> Yeah. Quit or, or matter of fact, I do you one better. Abolish your 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 entire department, department uh-huh. and then get up out of there. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you actually want 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 to sit up and help. See, these guys never it seems to they never look at the government in itself no. and its mere existence as an actual problem that could actually be the solution. They never look at that like, OK, maybe we're a part of the issue. So maybe we should get out of the way. So they never go attack those actual issues. We talk about institutional racism. They don't. It's not like they're talking about licensing. 
You know, right. go, uh, state control licensing where a, a black woman can't braid hair yes, yes. legally because she doesn't have a license, which is stupid as I don't know what. They don't look at those types of things. They don't look at these different forms of regulatory uh, bodies and as well as uh, taxation. They don't ever look at that. It's never looking at themselves and what they have or rather their institution has for decades caused in terms of an issue. They never look at that. It's all right. Well, some. Uh, uh, other issue that y'all created. So here we come to try to try to solve. Yeah, you really want to solve some problems? Get the hell up out of the way. I mm-hmm. think she's there to find something. To, to, to what they did to Gruden. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to go investigate something. Sounds about right. And then they go to the rest of the NFL. No, six hundred thousand other emails. Nope, nothing else to see here. <sighs> Just that guy. She's probably there to go cause some some drama mm-hmm. and some yeah. trauma. Would not be surprised one bit. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. But uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Home. Title lock. So, uh, you know, we talk about big government bureaucracy all the time. How, how, how does this sound? Uh, the Social Security Administration's computer servers are almost 50 years old. Does that, does that shock you at all? Does that shock Not you one all. bit? Sounds like no. the government. Yeah, exactly. So it was very easy when cyber criminals went on and hacked the U.S. Census Bureau uh, and all of their computers. Uh, it was very easy because the computer systems are 100 freaking years old. They're definitely stealing all of your tax money, not using any of it to upgrade their system and make sure that they are protecting your information. All right. Uh, it is it's a big risk. But let me tell you what's a bigger risk on top of that is when those same cyber criminals go online and take over ownership of your home. It is called home title theft. It is one of the fastest growing crimes, according to the FBI. Uh, they, go, they do it the same way. They go on to, uh, you know, a database online where uh, copies of your home's title is stored and they can forge your signature stating you sold your home to them. Then they borrow on your home. Uh, they can just deplete your entire retirement nest egg, that equity you have in there and leave you in debt. You're not going to know it until it's too late. All right. You got to protect your most valuable asset. You can go to hometitlelock.com. Uh, all you have to do is register your address to see if you are already a victim. They will tell you. They will let you know. Use promo code radio. You can get 30 free days of protection. That is HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code radio. HomeTitleLock.com. Virginia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe accused uh, Republican Glenn Youngkin of trying to ban black authors from schools. Now that on its face sounds very, very problematic. You're trying to ban black authors from schools. What a racist, right? Uh, Well, what actually happened uh, is uh, McAuliffe said that uh, Glenn is spending his final days of the campaign focused on banning award-winning books from schools and silencing the voices of black authors. I know we can read between the lines and see these Trumpian dog whistles for what they truly are. On November 2nd, we must reject these politics of hate and divisiveness, but we can't do it if you don't get out and vote. Now, he actually is alluding to these uh, books that, yes, Glenn Youngkin had a problem with. They are called Genderqueer and Lawn Boy, uh, both of which parents in all of these school systems have complained about because they contain graphic images inappropriate for uh, adolescents' eyes. Um, I want to look, I, I want to get your thoughts on this, both of you. I know that you have, both have very, uh, very very specific thoughts about the school system and how you feel about the public school system. Just a little bit. Yes. Um, but he, of course, uh, responded, Glenn Youngkin, and said, this lie is beneath you, even you. 
Terry, Washington Post fact checker on 9-30-21, McAuliffe mischaracterized the bills he vetoed. Neither bill would have allowed parents to veto books or take them off the shelves, according to the bills and veto statements issued by uh, McAuliffe. But if you have a problem with books that contain pornographic images and pornographic uh, details— in these books, you are now accused, if the author happens to be a different color than white, you are now accused of being racist and uh, you are engaging in a Trumpian dog whistle. This is at the same time, gentlemen, I just want to throw this into the equation, the same time that the Washington Post has uh, published an op-ed that says, uh, let, me, let me just give you the headline, those of you who are listening on audio and can't see this, parents claim they have the right to shape their kids' school curriculum. They don't. So that's good. That's really cute. Uh, and this is co-authored by assistant professor of education at the University of Massachusetts, uh, Lowell Jack Schneider, and freelance journalist Jennifer Berkshire, who think that uh, parents' rights is just it cannot overstep uh, the fundamental rights that these kids have to learn different things other than what their parents want to expose them to. Yep. And so McAuliffe by what he says, promotes child sexual abuse. I can say that. This book, Long Boy, to get real. Yeah, please, because you've yeah. done a lot of work. No, this into, is what I do. Yes, I fight sex yes. trafficking and we fight the sexual exploitation of kindergartners, mm -hmm. 10-year-olds in school. This is happening in the United States of America. The, this book, Long Boy, is in in the Episcopal School of Dallas. This It's in Christian schools. This book, Long Boy, and I'll be real brief, it's about two boys, one boy, coercing a boy behind a shed to do oral on the boy. And then they go back and forth and explaining oral and promoting oral sex between 12-year-old boys, right, mm -hmm. in the classroom. Mm -hmm. When that happens, when a teacher endorses sexual activity to a child, there's a, a reaction in the brain of the child. They now become promiscuous by design. They become desensitized to sex. They will end up in porn. They will, most of them will end up being exploited. They'll get trafficked. So McAuliffe is for the sexual exploitation of children. It doesn't matter who wrote the book, black, white, pink. I don't care what your race is. The book's got to go. Okay. Nobody's talking about who wrote the book. That's irrelevant. But it's a nice little candy wrapper in a newsflash to say, oh, we're banning black authors. No. We're banning pedophiles. Mm. That's who we're banning from the school system. And I want to pass it to my brother here <laughs> to take it over because we're talking about probably just banning the whole dang school system, not yeah. the book. Well, I want and I want to throw this in here, too, Eric, because in this op ed, I just found it rich. I'm sure you will, too, that uh, they said that overturning uh, all major decisions to parents would, quote, risk inhibiting the ability of young people to think independently. So the idea there is that it's the school that's teaching them to Boy, think independently, oh Eric. It's the, the parents antithesis. who are stifling them and indoctrinating them, Unbelievable. Eric. Unbelievable. It's the complete opposite when dealing specifically with the public education system. Now, look, I know um, uh, there are people that insist that because I have waited until, I don't know, I got a ring on my finger mm -hmm. before I chose to have children that I don't have a Good say. But y'all are taxing me, so I actually got way more to say um, in that regards. 
Let me just That's true. say you're this. paying the same amount. Exactly. Yeah. That as, you are. So as, you don't get to tell me not to say right. any damn Absolutely. thing, by the way. But I don't know. I find it actually insulting that people think that I would bring a child into this world. And despite me knowing what type of criminal, corrupt bullcrap that goes on in these educational systems, I think at that point it becomes child abuse if I would ever then drop my kid off at that spot. But on a serious note, going back to what we were just discussing. Mm-hmm. These people think that they have the right to your children. Yes. That's just that's just what it is. The public education system, because we a lot of us grew up in it here. I did. I did, too. We've been conditioned to believe that that way is the way that has to exist. And I had to do a lot of unlearning in that regard, certainly when I became an adult to try to, again, unlearn a lot of that bullcrap that I was taught that. Uh, a social outcast where the homeschoolers, when it yeah. turned out the yeah. homeschoolers tend to be better off than what a lot of us yeah. were. Yep. You find out that much more life ba- skills that yes, exactly. Yeah. Sexual uh, exploitation, yeah. violence. Generally, the only time a lot of people will ever experience a lot of that is in the public education system. Mm-hmm. And God forbid that you as a parent go to them and say, I don't want this there. I don't want this to be a part of their curriculum. They say, to you, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. Now, look, guys, this is, this, is, this is a subject that I've obviously spoken very passionately about many, many times on my show. At some point, you have to look at that and, and, and how they are so protective of that institution. They always roll out the academics to say, well, it's a threat. Uh, in this case, you're solid some black authors or whatever sort of nonsense, because they understand that they don't have future generations if they don't have access to their minds. Yeah. Particularly yes. at the time when they're like sponges. Yep. So that's why they are so protective of that institution. I'm not here to reform it. I'm here to eliminate it. That way, the power actually goes fully in back, the, to the uh, back to the parents. Yes. So you take your money wherever yes. and go. If you don't like that, that what that school is teaching, you go somewhere else instead of being forced to go there because I don't know you live near the actual district or or, or, or whatever arbitrary lines that they drew. In some cases, like mine, I actually uh, stayed outside of the city in terms of the school that I was going to because again, all these weird lines. I couldn't even go to the school that was down the street. But that's how stupid all of this is. But more importantly, you need to look between the lines of what they are actually saying here. Again, guys. You wonder, you think all these people that's tossing bricks in the Starbucks and all that, they, they don't, some of them don't come from conservative parents. You're crazy mm-hmm. as all get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, you cannot, what's the old saying? Like you can't hand your children off to Caesar and not expect them to come out as Romans. That's what we're dealing with here. I love that this last year woke a lot of parents yes. up to how corrupt that institution was. And thank God we have enrollment, uh, uh, public school enrollment down further than what it's ever been. We need to pump those numbers up. I mean, down, I guess, in terms of this. But we're starting to see how people are paying more attention to that. And that's why a lot of folks are screaming at these school boards. Your Caesar comment, brother, I don't know if you know how accurate it is. Rome fell because of sexual immorality. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go again. They understand, the left understands, when you bring sex into the classroom, confusion of sex, gender, whatever, or promoting sex, you're going to break a society and they will have a class that they can control like Caesar did. Right. Right. But so America will fall if we allow it. I say, if you're a parent and that book is in your child's school, storm the gates. Okay? You overrun them. Take every school board back. Make that principal 
you know, quiver in his boots. Remind them who pays their salaries. That's what I love. It's like, uh, you guys are acting like we are not the ones who are paying for your job. And now we don't get, uh, does your boss get a say in how you perform your job? Does your boss get a say in your daily tasks? Mm. Uh, I think that we get a say as taxpayers in what the hell you're doing in our children's schools. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So uh, Built Bar sent me a, a package last week and I've been enjoying it so they just came out finally I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say anything last week but I did they have a pumpkin puff they just came out with it I saw the email today uh it is it's paranormal pumpkin which is cute because Halloween's around the corner it is really really good if you love their puffs they also I, I finally tried the blueberry muffin guys guys you just have to try it. You know, you shared nothing from that box. I'm sorry. That's the one box. To she be fair, it was, it was really small. And I, and I wanted, about her I wanted, to, I wanted to taste them first. Uh, I need to order more. I'll get you some. You um, just called me out on air. Now I have to get you some. It's the only way we get anything is to call <laughs> no, you out on air. That's, <laughs> that's true. not true. That I, not true. I am the dealer, the built bar dealer, the dealer of the building. Uh, all right. You got to try them, though. They are protein bars, but they taste like candy bars. So they're going to be high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar. Uh, if you are doing keto diets, this fits beautifully with a keto lifestyle. Uh, you're going to feel like you're cheating. But you are not. It's not going to expand your waistline. Go to built.com. Use promo code NEWS15. You'll save 15% off of your first order over at built, B-U-I-L-T, built.com, promo code NEWS15. So I was going to start this segment with uh, the update on the Biden administration announcing a new international air travel policy. But uh, during the, the break... I just happened to see on my my news notifications that the FDA, you know, they had a committee that were voting on whether or not the Pfizer vaccine should be uh, given to endorsed by the FDA, given to children, elementary school age. So five to 11, they voted 17 to zero with one person abstaining uh, that they wanted to grant emergency use authorization for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine in children ages 5 to 11. Now, this comes a few days after Pfizer and BioNTech uh, released new data showing that their vaccine was 90.7% effective at preventing preventing symptomatic COVID in, in, in a study of children that age. And I just would like to remind everyone what we were told uh, at the beginning of this vaccine, at the beginning of the year, you can, you can hit me for misinformation if you'd like, but it is not misinformation because we have all of the documents, all of the articles that were written at the beginning of the year saying that this was the, the vaccine is 100 percent effective at preventing COVID. The vaccine is 99 percent effective at preventing COVID. Oh, whoops, it's 95. Oh, whoops, just kidding. It's in the 70s. Oh, crap. Wait, now we're all the way in the 40s. And here we are again for children who, by the way, statistically speaking, are not prone to any sort of long-term damage from this virus, now we're to believe that it is 90.7% effective, which I don't know how that lines up with the fact that, uh, what is what is the recovery percentage? It's like 99.999. For that age group, it's almost statistically insignificant right. that yeah. they'll ever be hospitalized right. Right. or show yeah. symptoms anyway. Right, right. But 90.7% effective, so they want to tell sense. you for now, for now, we've seen that number slide in adults, uh, but 17 to 0, the FDA committee is now uh, telling you you should get your 5-year-olds injected with this drug. 
And you want to and you want to still wonder if this administration is actually for people. They're coming for your children. Remember that kid in hide your kids, hide your wife. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Hide your husbands. I mean, I'm t- look, I had a family member in her 60s this week. Got the vaccine by choice. All good. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Went to her doctor yesterday and he said, you cannot take the second vaccine. Your body is having incredible reaction to this thing. You cannot take it. Well, God bless right? her doctor who was Abs- actually ab- willing to say that. An actual doctor mm-hmm. in Tennessee that actually has some chutzpah. They are coming for the kids. This is the deal. It's that old saying. Disney knows this. You get the kid, you get the parent. Yeah. It's, it's simple. Yeah. I, I I just it just boggles the mind well, that even even with these numbers ninety yeah. points ninety percent effective with their natural mean? their their natural immune system is way more effective than that at this virus so why are we giving them yeah. these drugs that, that have no long term studies and, and that's what I want to look at yes like, I'm screeching yeah complain in the comments I don't care I got a vaccine for the government <laughs> I got to cook up a cocktail in my backyard <laughs> I got a cocktail for the government See, I'm like, telling you some African mojo <laughs> but the thing about this is like, I would love to look at what, what study kind of they're referencing and how they are determining this 90% efficiency rate because well like, the study Pfizer gave them I'm yeah, sure of course that's exactly yes, so I want to know Pfizer's what specifically study. they're looking at and I think people need to understand what exactly that term means mm-hmm. look I think it's important to note that that age group you're talking about was a five between five and 11. Yeah. It's almost statistically insignificant yes. that they will be hospitalized uh, for for COVID. That is so important. I mean, even in my age group, it's almost statistically yeah. uh, insignificant. I believe last time I looked, it was like eight in every 100,000. So you can imagine and I'm, I'm only 31. You can imagine someone a younger than yeah, yeah, a five year old. How? Because it continues to decrease depending on how young that you actually are. I mean, they're more susceptible to the flu than they are um, uh, uh, the COVID uh, stuff. So looking at that, they come up with this number of 90 percent. I look at that after the show and really uh, kind of break that down, maybe even uh, later on when, when I'm here on the show and actually look at what it is that they're, they're looking at. But it was funny. We were just talking about public education. Y'all know that's why they're doing that. Right. Yeah. That's why they're doing that, because then now they of course, they control that that that's the institution. So now they can force because they're going to say, well, the FDA or these uh, uh, alphabet drug institutions have said that this is something that we need to do or they're going to wreck CDC is probably going to come out soon. Now we recommend that this is something that you do. And then the public education system will say, mm-hmm. well, due to CDC recommendations, yep. uh, we're going to go ahead Can't and come r- to r- school r- if you're not vaccinated yeah. uh, at five, yep. exactly at five years old, which is absolutely insane. That's specifically why this whole uh, five to 11 year old demographic yeah. is so important and why they're why they're actually pushing that that's all this has to do with well eric can i also uh, add into that equation the fact that we have seen them continue to say your five-year-olds and your 11 year old five through 11 need masks in yeah. schools they need to be masked they need to be masked where's the study that shows that this is working well we don't have it but they still need to be masked until there's a vaccine and now we're seeing are they even going to let Probably them stop not. masking no. Probably not. i mean i don't because know because but once they're ma- but once they're they are giving the vaccine to all of the school age children I mean, to me, that's that's the that's their end game. Sarah, how right? are you so ma- at that point, maybe they will drop the mask. But, you, but, yeah. but, but you know that that's why they were keeping the mask protocol Absolutely. to begin with, to make parents just like, oh, God, when can we get a vaccine for my kids so they can stop wearing a mask? Yep. Exactly. But how are you going to fight a book 
that sexualizing your kid in the curriculum, if you're going to let your kid get the vaccine at five, they know. They're pushing this country over the edge, over the cliff. Yeah. And there's no return from that. Yeah. Big Daddy government, please tell me what I can do with so, my kids. So what's next? Exactly. Do, I need, do I need to inject them? Should I inject them exactly. so that they can stop wearing a mask because you told them to? Okay, I will. You want them to read a book with sexually explicit activity? Oh, okay. Well, you tell me. I don't exactly. know how to raise my child. Well, you raise well, them for that's me. That's why they send them there, though, Sarah. Like, I've, we've had, this is an uncomfortable conversation for <laughs> very, a lot. Even, very. even for some of our viewers here. Like, really, all it is is an expanded sort of daycare, really, for them. Because I found out this past couple of years, a lot of people don't like their damn kids. Everybody talking great, <laughs> yeah, yeah. great uh, uh, game. Oh, we take pictures, we put it on Instagram, put it on Facebook, yeah. look at it. I do everything for my child. No, you won't. Yeah. You hand them off to the enemy. And then you moan when they come out thinking the way that the they are. And that's, that's exactly what it is that they do. So seriously, guys, this is a line that needs to be held. This is insane. Yes, yes. This, is, this has nothing to do with science. What was it back in uh, May? Even the CNNs had to concede that there were nine new billionaires created out of the pharmaceutical company. And you idiots still think this has any damn thing to do with science. Of course, Pfizer wants more people to get jabbed. Yeah, yeah. It's not because they, oh, they care so much about the children and they want to keep them safe. No, it means the government will pay them to have those vaccines so they can inject them into your children. Yeah, it's a, yeah. They line in their pockets. Of course, it's in their oh, best that's a, It's the best money. Money scheme ever. <laughs> quick question. Quick if people question. People will continue having children <laughs> oh that you gosh. then have oh, to you got inject. Which means oh my money gosh. Oh, and somewhere in there you'll find Planned Parenthood. I'm sure they're in there somewhere. Quick question. <laughs> yeah. What stock does Congress in, in pharmaceutical mm -hmm. own most of? What stock? I don't know. What is it? Pfizer. Pfizer. Uh, Pfizer. About right. Pfizer. Oh, my God. Just as coincidence. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I never saw that coming. Uh, all right. We have got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold Group. So uh, we've discussed this on the show. Inflation is uh, really, really high. It's uh, right at the highs of the last couple decades. And the Democrats are pushing through another really massive spending plan. Just $3.5 trillion. Nothing to worry about. All right. But there is. So if you're freaked out about the impact, this additional spending is going to have on already high inflation. You got to protect your savings. You can diversify your savings into physical gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. Uh, this is the company that I recommend for precious metals. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They've got a ton of five-star reviews, thousands of satisf satisfied customers. They can help you protect your hard-earned savings. All right, thanks to a little-known section of the IRS tax code, you can legally move your IRA or 401k into precious metals. You're not going to have any tax implications or penalties. You got to get started now. Uh, with a tax-sheltered account. Request a free info kit from Birch Gold. You can text the word Y, that's W-H-Y, to 989898. You got to do it, you guys. I'm telling you, the Biden administration is running everything in the ground. You really want to diversify right now. You can uh, text Y to 989898. Joe Biden yesterday, uh, very cute. He was talking to children, which is good because they are about like his same IQ level. So he really was talking to like just one of his peers at this point, was at an elementary school in North Plainfield, New Jersey, full of children that he can't wait to inject with his vaccine. Uh, but he spoke to them about uh, the press always following him around and asking him questions and how he always tries to avoid answering them. Just such a cute, cute moment. Let's watch. You know, when you're president, see all these people here? They're, they're with you all the time. They get to ask you all kinds of questions and you try to figure out how you can avoid answering them sometimes. Yeah. So uh, you can do that by like hiding out in your basement. 
always traveling back to Delaware when your country is uh, in crisis. You can have your press secretary constantly dodge questions and not give truthful answers. The list goes on. But I, I do think if there is one thing that Joe Biden has mastered, it is avoiding questions from the press. He's pretty good at that. He has a talent and to forget the forgetting talent. Yes. And but, but I don't know if that's he's just good at that so much as just his brain won't allow him to. He wants to inject the children. He sniffs the children. OK. OK. And now and now he's literally you can't do that while I'm drinking my water. Now he's literally indoctrinating the children. Tell him run away from questions. That's incredible leadership. It is a plus leadership joke. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. That's really what you want in your president is someone who's like, yeah, well, uh, my main goal is just to avoid taking responsibility and answering oh questions from a free press. <laughs> so do we really have a free press at all? No, you don't. But yeah, that is kind of a bizarre thing. You got this guy who is being perpetuated as the big leader of the free world. First thing, oh, I don't know if it was the first or the last thing, but one of the things that he's telling them is that you see all these people, yeah, I run away from my problems. I try. That's what I do. And it's like, yeah, man, I don't know if that's something that you want to be telling youngsters, uh, specifically at that age, that's not really conducive to living a, uh, a good life. <laughs> but uh, maybe for him, um, it's working very well. Um, he does a lot. We see it all the time. Turn his back immediately on the press and he mm -hmm. doesn't take answers, mm -hmm. stuff that Previous presidents have been very uh, criticized of. Hell, when the, other than the last one would talk to him and he made fun of him, they really didn't like that. Uh, but specifically <laughs> this one, they don't seem, well, they sometimes have an issue with it. They kind of, they're not as aggressive as Peter I think Ducey, they should maybe. be. Peter Ducey, maybe, the only one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we we'll have, we'll have an issue, but the press secretary, Jen Psaki, seems to take field to all these questions and she's winging it half the time up there anyway, uh, mm. being very, very sassy. Look, man, this is representative of uh, of the American uh, government right now. So I couldn't think of a better person to serve as the president, uh, <laughs> considering that, because he's a representation of how stupid this whole situation is. That's, That's why it needs to be eliminated. That's, well said. That's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, all right. Just we've got about another minute here. So let, let me let me circle back. Let, I'd like to circle <laughs> back now oh, to uh, the international air travel policy really quickly, just to, to give you guys a good idea of how far down clown world we are living. Uh, you will have to, foreign national air travelers to the United States will be required to be fully vaccinated and provide proof of vaccination status prior to boarding an airplane. Uh, I do love that this, this little picture, it says that the new U.S. international air travel policy is consistent across the globe and also guided by public health. What the hell does that mean? Guided by public health. Because reasons. That's basically what that means. Guided by public health. Like if you li if you actually dissect each of those words, public health what? Public health policies? Public health what? Cases? It, it means, uh, guided it, by public it's health. Like it's the just science. the keyword, right? It's just the keyword. <laughs> it's just, it's the, just keyword. the keyword. By the way, just uh, just for clarification though, even though you're fully vaccinated, you will still need to show documentation of a pre-departure negative viral test from a sample taken within three days of travel to the United States before boarding. Hmm. It's almost like they know the vaccine may still uh, may not prevent infection. It's almost like they know. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to stop talking because I want you guys to be able to watch this on YouTube and we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Hey. It's you just like, be what? Vaccinated you to have to be vaccinated, in, but, but you, you still have to...
I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. Uh, I actually can see the numbers of how many audio podcast downloads this has. I can see how many of you are viewing this on YouTube. And uh, I gotta tell you, there are a lot of you who have not yet gone to wherever you're listening to this right now. If you are listening to the audio podcast, you already have it pulled up, all right? Just click the five stars, rate us five stars. We deserve no less. Give us a nice review uh, because you might see it read live on air like the one today from Ashley Monroe who says, uh, five stars, my new BFFs. My husband introduced me to the show via text saying, I found your new best friends. And he was right. So much so that I get offended when you break for commercial and then keep talking till your voices fade and the ads start. It feels like a Friends episode, <laughs> the one where Rachel doesn't smoke, but her colleagues do. And she feels left out of the smoke break conversation. In all seriousness, we love y'all. Thanks for being a breath of fresh conservative air. I love that. Thank I you like so much for, uh, for watching and listening. Ashley, we feel like we are your best friends as well. Um, I will say, though, sometimes it's good that they actually fade our voices and you don't get all of the conversation because that is what is keeping us on YouTube and those other places where we would definitely be banned. You should have heard us today. I was like, Wah! as soon as as soon as it went off. But uh, thank you guys so much. Make sure to get your reviews in. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here as always. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.